0: you could have chose to be you chose to be right here with us on breakfast with champions and that means the world to me and i absolutely stinking love you for it so with that said we are excited to launch the new breakfast with champions podcast thanks so much
1: if you can help me uh watch out for Carm because i know i talked to her last night and she um, probably has some things prepared for you but while we're waiting for Carm. I just want to, you know, really quick kind of tell you a story and I want to get vulnerable and transparent with you, as I always do. Uh, and, and the thing about this is, is that when you're vulnerable and transparent, you may connect with a lot of people in the audience or on stage. You may connect with one person and may, maybe you don't connect with anybody, but you feel better. So being vulnerable and transparent, is a great thing to do. Uh, you got to let your guard down at times. And before I tell you this, you know, story, I, I want to just remind you that you're in the Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. Glenn Lundy, my man, my brother, led the way with this, and with so many of us that speak on the stage on a weekly, daily basis. Dora Maria for all her help, and everyone else that's always here, shows up. You know, I know Ramon pours uh, a lot into this as well. So shout out to Ramon. Um, you know, I, w- I want to say Jan and Renee and Kate, Michelle, all of you, I see you guys all the time. And, you know, I just want to th- send some gratitude your way for helping create an environment and a space for all of us to participate in and, and help, you know, impact people. Because, you know, we're put on this planet to, to really, one, survive and, and reproduce, right? That's, that's the, the natural thing that we're here for. But beyond that, what we're here for and what we get most fulfillment in is when we can help other people, energize other people see a difference in other people when we're doing that, we're truly fulfilled. And you'll notice that uh, if you, if you attempt to do that on a consistent basis. So we are, like I said, in the breakfast with champions. And if you look over to the left, there's a chat. If you don't know about that, if you're new here, check out the chat, pour some energy in the chat. And finally, before I get started, there's a little square at the bottom with an arrow pointing straight up. There's 132 shares as i see right now. And we have 246 people in the room. I always like to set a target every Tuesday morning. Let's get that target to 175. Let's hit 175 shares. Just go ahead and hit that. Even if you've already done it, do it again. Let them know that C-Rock's here to light you up. or whatever you wanna say, something witty, something funny, something intellectual, whatever, you just say something. Let's get that up to 175. I've seen one person share since I just said that. So I need to get the energy up in here. Let's go, let's go. All right, 175 is the number. I'll be checking back with you on that. So let's go back real quick to Let's see, 1990, 1995, I graduated high school. And the reason I wanna take you through this because today's topic is about examining your body, your mind, your soul, and your heart. And this is something that I wasn't really doing back in 1995, I was graduating high school in Maryland, a small town, and I was on my way to play football in college at Salisbury State University. And when I was going on this mission, I was a 4.0 student Never drank alcohol in high school. Didn't party. I would go to, you know, social events or whatever, but I would always keep my my head straight. I had focus on playing football in college. We have a hot mic. Somebody help me out with that. Uh, let's see. Um, so anyway, I didn't drink until, yeah. Michael. Michael's still hot. Oh, okay. Okay, you got him. So uh, when I went to when I went to uh, what they call Senior Week, I don't know if you've any any of you have experienced Senior Week. If you have, just uh, give me a mic flash. But it's after you graduate high school, you go somewhere for a week. They call it Senior Week where I'm from, and we'd go to this place called Ocean City, Maryland, where I do reside at this time. And <laughs> we'd go for a week, and it's like really the first time that we're on our own. I guess it's kind of like Rumspringer for Amish people, but we do it a little later. We wait till we're eighteen, seventeen, eighteen years old. And when I got to that point, I came out of this little small town and I had, I guess I had, uh, I was searching for something. I don't know, but I saw a bunch of parties and a bunch of ladies and gentlemen having fun. And all of a sudden, for some reason, I just, I I can't explain to you why or what happened, but I lost my focus. And it was my first entry into like a party scene where I was more focused on, Where's the next party? Um, where's the fun? All the things that get you off track lead you down to the path of destruction. and that 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 trip really caused me to go on a on a journey of losing my focus, purpose, examining my heart, mission, mind. You know I was an eighteen year old kid, and I know a lot of eighteen year old kids go through this. But I felt like I was different at the time. when i was when I was seventeen eighteen years old, I felt like I was on a path. Because I, if you know the story that I tell, I grew up around a lot of broken people. My uncles had a lot of alcohol and drug problems. My grandmother had anxiety and depression and overdosed on um, prescription medication for antidepressant. My mom dealt with issues. I was just always around it, and I, I was gonna change that. I had made a decision at a young age that I was gonna change that for my family. I was gonna have a different mind, heart, body, soul. I wasn't gonna give in to the to the demons that they fell victim to. And just like that, by one trip to a senior week, quote unquote, a senior week, and then off to college, everything started to fall off track. And I started to lose that, that mission. And And to be quite honest with you, at a young age, I was able to examine my mind, heart, body, and soul quite often because I didn't wanna be like the people that I was around. I didn't wanna fall into that trap. I didn't really have a mentor that really guided me on the right path, I just did the opposite of what I saw because I know I didn't want that. But that one trip changed everything for me. And I don't know if it was a thing for acceptance or trying to find acceptance or trying to find love or trying to find things I didn't have when I was younger. But it seemed like when you started to drink and do drugs and party and, and, and be the life of the party, everybody seemed to like you. Everybody seemed to love you and you, get, you got love, and it was, it was a fleeting feeling and emotion. But it was at the time you had it, and then so then it became like a drug, because if you're in search of that, you're you're in search of that that need, that that emotion, that feeling, you need another hit of it, and so that became the the search for the next party, the next scene of where's the fun, where's the girls, where's the where's the guys that are having fun, like, and when I went off to college that fall, that's the first thing I looked for. I didn't I you know I went to class of course but the first thing I'm looking for is, okay, where, where's the party? Where's the, where's the welcome reception? You know, And we were underage and how can we get alcohol? And All these unimportant things that were important to us at the time, were all destructive and leading down the destructive path. And so I was making decisions that led towards death and destruction rather than survival. And I think it's very important if you're taking notes today, when you're looking at examining your body, your mind, your soul, your heart, which I do, by the way, on a daily basis, if not multiple times throughout the day now, I think it's important to to keep it simple and have binary decisions going one way or the other towards survival and abundance and flourishing and thriving or destruction, misery, upset. You know, and that, and that, that clears the, the decision-making process. It makes it very easy. And at the time, I didn't really have that at the time. I was making decisions based on the the quick, instant feel of, you know, feeling good. And anytime you get something quick, whether it's money, feelings, emotions, it's never good. It's never the right decision. And so that's the decisions that I was making at that time. And I, and I examined my life and when I wrote my book, Rocket Fuel, and I had my podcast, and I went on, I don't know, probably 400 other podcast interviews at this point. The interesting thing is is that I was doing it more to examine for myself and for self-therapy rather than to get my story out to other people. That was the secondary, uh, secondary reason. The primary reason was therapy for myself. And I think really when you start to talk a lot and you examine the stories and you examine your past, you have a, you have a, a certain thought of those things at first initially. And then when you start to really examine them, you get an opportunity to really shape the narrative of yourself and for yourself and the story. You get to examine it and say, you know what? No, 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 this is what happened and this is why it happened. And whatever you decide on becomes your reality. So at first, as I was going through those days and I probably went through five or six years of darkness, destruction, not taking care of myself, being out of shape, not feeling good, not making the money that I should be making, hanging around the wrong friends. During that period of time, I was making decisions that led to, towards destruction. And when I finally realized what was going on, I met my wife, Jennifer, and I was living in a house in Salisbury, Maryland. It was my first house that I bought for $92,000. And when I bought that house, I really didn't know what I was doing. I was scared to death. And I rented a room, I rented, it was a three bedroom room, a house. I rented three, two bedrooms to two friends which is pretty smart, I think, financially to do that at, that at that time. So I made some good decisions. But a friend of mine, this is how I got like really back on making the right decisions. A friend of mine was bringing his girlfriend over all the time, one of the the people that rented the room off of me. And I told him, I said, man, if you keep bringing that girl over here, she's got to bring some friends. <laughs> and I'm telling you this story. I don't know if this is right or wrong. I, I, I don't know if I was shallow or th- please do not to not judge, judge me now based on this, but I was like, you gotta bring some friends over. And so I came home from work a couple times and he brought some girls over that were friends of hers and I just didn't really connect or vibe with them. And, and then finally one day I came home and I came in the kitchen door and my wife, now Jennifer, she was sitting on the couch and she had a glow about her. <laughs> and uh, I just, uh, I was praying when I first saw her that she wasn't there to sell me something Uh, You know, he didn't let her, some salesperson in the door or what I just, I was like, please let this be one of uh, Jason's girlfriend's friends, please, please, please. And just so happens that it was, and I introduced myself and, and I just really, I know this is cliche and I know people have said this before, but I just knew, I knew she was like the one and everything that, that I had made decisions on. And I cared about prior to that, the party and the, 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 you know chasing girls and 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 what's the next fun thing to do and everything just disappeared and my focus changed immediately and i was like okay now my my target and i guess you know i I talk about this a lot by the way i'm checking the targets we're at 153 we need to get to 175 shares so hit that square button and arrow at the bottom let's get this shares up to 175 i know we can do it if you're down there if you're just listening in hit that real quick for me so uh Everything just disappeared, and I, you know, as, as I mentioned before, I'm a man of targets. So, like, I think when I set my sights on something, and this has been something throughout my life, if I set my sights on something, I've generally gotten it. Like, and it's not because it's handed to me. I really work for it. I set my sights, and I'm so focused that I do whatever it takes to get to that target. And um, my wife loves when I say that she was a target, <laughs> but um, it really, it really works out that way. And whether it's good or bad, if I set my sights on something, I go after it with all like my might. I don't know where that's come from. It's just always been that way. And so once I've set my targets on, on Jennifer, I was like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry this girl. Everything else took a back seat. And so that's another lesson. If you're writing things down, if you really want something, you got to make it your target. you got to commit to it. You make the decision that it's your target. You make a commitment to it. And then you just take consistent actions repetitively, obsessively towards that target. And hopefully that target's leading towards something that's survive, th- thriving, surviving, abundance. Something that's leading towards that rather than destruction. Because when you make a commitment to destruction things, you'll follow down that road. And it's always easier to choose those things. It's always easier to do them consistently. Does everybody notice that? If I can get some mic flashes. Have you notice that the decisions to make the destructive choice and to be consistent with that is so much easier than the good ones. Right? So... I see Karn popped in. Karn, please chime in. I know uh, I I was just kind of, you know, vamping. I think they call it vamping Um, because I'm in Mexico and I really didn't have anything planned for today because I wasn't sure of my service. So Um, but yeah, when I when I when I met Jen, that that straightened me out after four or five years of partying, going down the wrong path. I'm actually embarrassed to talk about that stuff. I was in a a session. I wouldn't call it a therapy session, but kind of a processing session the other day Uh, and. I was talking about that, and I and when I was really digging back into it and dealing with the emotions that that I dealt with back then, I, I kind of like was disgusted that I actually went through that. I don't know how many of you have ever experienced that. Some of the things in your life, you actually you examine, you re-examine your past, and you're like, man, I'm I'm like I'm embarrassed to even talk about this. I'm embarrassed to revisit it, and you revisit these charged emotions that you have regarding your past and the decisions you made. And um, when you become, you know, you're not a different person, but the decisions you make and habits you make, you become a different, put in a different condition or different. Hey listeners, if
2: you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five. Five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com To learn more about
1: the five ways you can change the way you start your day i don't know form or something and and you 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 can't even believe that you were that type of person so um i went through that and now since i met my wife and i've gotten better every year that's passed of making the right decisions and going towards survival going towards abundance committing to the right things everybody that's been in my circle and environment has changed and now it's like i don't see as much destruction and breaking and 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 Turmoil, it's crazy when you make these decisions, how your environment changes and you and you see a different world. and, and I'll and I'll finish on this before I bring Carmen, but there's the heaven and hell. there is the heaven and hell, whether you believe it or not, there is the heaven and hell and I believe this is my personal opinion, but I believe that heaven and hell is right here on earth. And heaven and hell is is con, you know designed and constructed by the decisions we make, the reality that we have, the agreement that we have. And so, the, whether you're in a in living in hell right now, or you're living in in heaven, and I believe there's a purgatory too, and somewhere in between, where it's kind of like ah, eh, it's okay. And I think that's more on the hell side, but it's all based on these decisions and commitments that we're making and the behaviors that we have, and the lack or, the lack of or the abundance of assessment that we've made on our body, our mind, our soul, and our heart. And so you can create your heaven on earth. I've really examined this, this, especially this week. I've been reading some books about this topic, and I really, I really feel that we create our own heaven, and you can have heaven right now. So, with that being said, uh, I want to say good morning, a warm good morning to Carmelia. What's up, Carmelia?
2: Hey! Oh my God! I'm glad you're here. I'm I'm good. I love what you're saying. Um, you know what's your topic right now is it examining your body mind soul and heart is that the topic Yeah, i was
1: kind of going back in my past and whether like periods of time where i did and didn't do that and just the just kind of like you know you can tell like where you were i was living in a hell at that time but like do you have times in your past if you look back where you're like man and you learn from it but you're like man i can't even believe i was that person or not that person but like i guess more doing those behaviors and Feeling those ways, I mean, I I I gotta believe that everybody goes through something. Maybe not to that extreme that I did, or maybe even further the extreme than I did. But there's gotta be times where you just like, man, I can't even believe I was that type of person.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I have a past, you know. I one of my first relationships that I was in it was a an abusive relationship, and you know, I stayed in that relationship for over a year and. And I, and looking back, I, again, I'm I'm thinking to myself, you know, who, who was I to be in that situation? Right. I mean, I, I learned so much from that. And then in my early twenties, I, I, I ran away from home when I was 17. I know Z rock we've interviewed each other. So I, I know your story and you know, it's, it's okay to have a past. And I don't think, you know, sometimes I resonate with you. There are things that I've done in my past, looking at myself. And and thinking, man, was that embarrassing? Or oh man, did I ever make the wrong choice? And and you know, at the same time, we are who we are today because we made those choices, because we made the those mistakes. And there are times when I ask myself, you know, do I regret that? I I if I'm being honest, there's certain uh actions and times in my life where yes, I regret that I had not, uh, you know, had wasted that money as a, as a kid, you know, making money really young and blowing it on and bars and drinking and, and not being mindful. There's all those things. And at the same time that teaches me today, appreciation for, you know, hard work and the, the, you know, I don't have to say the, what ifs I know what not to do. That's what I can tell you, C-Rock. Right. And, and uh, you know, a lot of times you hear people say, what would you say? to you, the younger version of yourself, man, there are so many things that I would have said or, or could say to the younger version of myself. And, and instead like you can't change the past. All we can do is learn from that. And today, you know, honor our bodies, right? Like I just turned 50 C rock. And, and uh, just before turning 50, I had struggled with, you know, my, I had a, a my my youngest daughter's turning six this year. Had her at forty four, really struggled to to get off that like last, you know, fifteen pounds of baby weight, right? And 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 it was when I knew I was turning fifty. I said to myself, you know, I really want to feel great at turning fifty, right? I want to be in the best shape of my life. I really want to get rid of this weight. And, and not because, you know, I, I didn't look good. It wasn't about looking good. It's, it's about really feeling good. It's about really looking. Um, You know, when people say you look good and I, I, didn't, I didn't resonate with how I looked, I didn't feel great, right? I knew I needed to exercise. I knew I needed to pay attention to my body. And I achieved that goal, but it was only because I really focused on it. So C-Rock, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know anybody that, I personally don't know anybody that hasn't, seen a version of themselves in the past that they would like to hide or forget about and at the same time it's it's those um, moments that shape us today and it's part of our experience and part of our story so thanks yeah. for sharing
1: I would say the majority of the people in this room because you're here to try to get better you're trying to you're here to try to hear something to implement in your life or to make sure you're on the right track and i would I would say that you know I'm just a guess, of course but 95% or 100 people, 100% people, hundred of people have gone through being around brokenness, going through it yourself, and you have a story to tell. And I think that is great that we have that content in a way. I, you know, like I said, I'm not excited about the fact that I, I blew money too. Oh, my goodness, man. I mean, just to think if I would have taken the money that I used, and it's, it's just crazy to think about. I try to, like, I have two kids. I have a 15 and a 9-year-old and, and the only thing that they're going to be able to know is basically looking at based on the role model that I can be to them rather than me telling them because they don't listen to me when I talk. So I have to show them. But I think most of us here uh, have a story to tell. And, and I think that gives us that story to tell. And, uh, you know, I just want to remind everyone that podcasting has changed my life. I talk about this all the time. Podcasting has, like, helped me with therapy. Just, like I said, talking, being on shows. It's helped me become a celebrity in my space. I know Karm. You know, you've become a celebrity in your space. And, you know, how important is the stories that you have from your past? Being able to share that with people and the platforms that you've had uh, to share that. What has it done for you? Has has it done like has it been therapeutic to you? Not just the not just the, you know, getting attention and marketing yourself, but has it been therapeutic to be able to share your story uh, so many times, even though you have a called an ulterior motive, right? Trying to get the word out about your business.
2: I mean, sure. I, I, you know, sharing your story uh, really helps to um, align with the right people and for people to relate to you. Right. I mean, even as a uh, matchmaker, oh, there's Jennifer. Welcome Jennifer. Good morning. You know, as a, as a matchmaker, I help people find their ideal partners, right? Really? And as a relationship expert, dating coach, and yet I got divorced, you know, in 2006, I divorced my, my first husband, I had two young kids. I, you know, that, that to me, being able to share that experience as well, I had married, you know, the wrong person, he was not my person. And uh, it was a difficult relationship, difficult marriage. And we make, you know, mistakes. And, uh, you know, we've learned from it. We have a great relationship today, but it took a long time to get there. and you know, having been in the dating space now for 30 years, I think that I've experienced quite a lot. I think it's through experience that I'm in a position and able to help other people because I've I've been through it. You don't always have to be through something in order for you to teach someone, but I think it does make you very relatable when you can share that story when when you are coming from that same space and you can truly get where someone else is at right if you've never it's like if you've never lost a child i had a stillborn child in 2003 my firstborn son and and i don't know any any parent who who's ever experienced losing a child you know you 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 can you can empathize with it but until you go through that experience i think that's uh you know one story that i share not a lot of people know and it happened on my birthday so dealing with that and at the same time the year that my son passed my mom had breast cancer and during my uh grieving period um because it was full term uh, in canada you were given i was given four months of mat leave uh, i was able to take care of my mother so it was really you know i don't know if i call it a blessing but the timing was was, was, uh, happened so that I could stay home with my mom and help her during her difficult time. And it helped to, it helped in my healing that I could help her while I was, you know, healing myself. So, um, yeah, I, I think it does help. And, and it's, I don't think it's an ulterior motive. I think if, if I'm able to share a story and it helps to, um, bring someone to action in a positive way, then, then I'll continue to share my story. Back to you, c
1: yeah, I never knew that about you. I'm sorry that happened. And, uh, you know, I think that as well when tragedy strikes, imagine imagine if – I want everybody to imagine this. This is something I was thinking about this week too. I've had a lot of time to reflect here in Mexico. I don't get away much that's not business trips, so I get a trip now and I, I try to, like, get away from business. It's very difficult for me because I love what I do. Um, and I'm, I'm hanging out with the family and, and all that, but I still – get up before they get up and I go through really a, like a reflection and really thinking time. But I was thinking about this week about like if things happen that are bad or we perceive to be bad or tragic, what if there's a way that we somehow I don't know if you didn't know if this is healthy, but if we somehow figure out a way to I don't know, I don't want to say enjoy it. Um I'm not How about so- no
2: how about how it's gonna work for our good
1: yeah if we knew that like immediately you know what i mean like what if what if that was possible where we could be like you you know i mean we always we always get shocked by things of course when it's tragic or we have a big setback you know i'm a big guy on turning setbacks into rocket fuel and realizing that as fast as possible that you stored in your tank instead of your trunk your fuel tank um but what if we could do it really fast and there was a way to do that would that be unhealthy do you think